0: Hello and welcome to the Smarter Online Marketing Podcast. I'm Alison Christie and in each episode I'll be giving you tips to help you improve and scale your online marketing so you can reach more clients and make more sales. This is the Smarter Online Marketing Podcast with Alison Christie. Episode number one, a welcome and two lessons learned in Facebook ads. just before we get started, I want to extend you a quick invitation. As the show is new, I'd love your feedback on the first episodes. What would you like to hear more of? What would you like to hear less of, perhaps? And what are you finding of real value in my podcast? You can get in touch with me on Facebook or Instagram at Alison Christie online that's all one word, or on Twitter at Achristie Online, Or you can drop me an email at getintouch at alisonchristie.com. I'd love to hear from you, and if you like the show, it'd be great if you could leave me a review. That will really help me to encourage new listeners too. So let's get started on the main part of today's episode. I'm sharing a little bit more about me and my experience in Facebook ads, and two quick but important tips I think we can all relate to. So firstly, me. Hi. Hi. I started out in business as a techie VA, working with lovely clients who had online courses uh, and services to sell. Now, Much of my role in the beginning was managing the behind the scenes of their online businesses. So their online course tech, their email marketing, uh, social media campaigns, uh, posts, images to help them reach their audience. We're talking six years plus ago when it was easier to reach your audience organically without using paid ads But thanks to these clients who saw the potential of ads, I started to learn them too, and quickly found that I loved them. In the beginning, I made some really common mistakes, as we all do, so today I wanted to share two lessons learned, so you can avoid some of those things that, well, you just learn from experience, but you wish you'd known in the beginning. So the first lesson, let's get straight into it, is I would have trusted the data being gathered by the Facebook pixel a little bit more. Now, just before I explain that in any more detail, if you don't know anything about the Facebook pixel, don't worry. We're going to cover that in depth in future episodes. There's lots more to come on that. Um, But for now, I guess all you need to know is that the Facebook pixel is a little bit of code that sits on your website um, and that just tracks tracks your traffic and tracks the actions that people take on your site. Um, It helps you to target people more effectively, in essence. Now, we're going back a few years ago here, when the Facebook pixel and algorithm were much less sophisticated, but still sophisticated. Um, But I guess I would have trusted the process a little bit more in using what was gathered by them already to help find my customers and my clients' customers. Now what do I mean by that? What I mean is essentially I wouldn't have spent so much time building out interest-based audiences. Um, you know the kind, the ideal client avatar, the where people shop, the websites they browse, the people they follow online, the books they've read, the movies they watch etc etc. Now I still create interest-based audiences but I know they're often not the most effective starting point for my clients. Um, Usually they're the place where people start in Facebook ads. They'll start by creating these interest-based audiences without knowing there's already a huge amount of data already in Facebook. Um, Here's another way that I like to think about it. If I was to survey my clients' customers and ask them all the same kind of questions, so where they shop, websites they browse, people they follow online, books they read, movies they watch, etc, etc. i probably find, I don't know, maybe a couple of things in common but probably not much more than that. There'd be a huge variation. Um, so you can see that by narrowing down too much in an interest-based audience, you can be excluding a lot of people who are potentially customers. Um. I mean, I'm willing to bet money that'll be a lot less in common than we might expect, and I should say I am Scottish, so I don't bet money up that often. Um, so if we think about when that when we're creating our interest-based audiences and ads, it's just easy to see they're not they're not the best place to start. I mean, I should stress they are still useful, but they're not your strongest starting point. You have so much more data in your hands already sitting in Facebook, um. So there's all sorts of information that Facebook already knows um, about who's been interacting with your Facebook page, for example, who's engaged with you on Instagram, people who visited your website, people who've added to a cart but not purchased on your website, people who've purchased from you previously, people who are on your email list People who, if you have a messenger bot, something like ManyChat, people who've uh, subscribed to that or engaged with that, you can easily reach all of those audiences with Facebook ads. And even better, you can not only reach those audiences, you can create more audiences that look like those audiences. So, lookalike audiences. So, people who look like your email list audience, for example, but aren't your email list audience, they've got lots of things in common with them. Um, And the number of things, that the Facebook pixel gathers on uh, what people have in common with other people. Uh, There are hundreds and hundreds of points that they cross-reference. So us creating an interest-based audience, we might have 10 points that we cross-reference. But the Facebook pixel is gathering hundreds, so it's much more sophisticated than the types of audience that we would create. And I guess Facebook has done a lot of the work for you and created those audiences um, to help you reach people with interests similar to your customers or to help you reach people who have just about become your customers but who haven't quite taken a final action. So that's my first tip is to focus on the data you already have waiting for you in Facebook as long as you have your pixel up and running and make use of that right now for free to target people in Facebook ads. You can compare running ads to your interest-based audiences of course but start by using the intelligence that's there waiting for you. Um, And as I say we'll go into lots more detail on that in future episodes. So my second tip is a really important one in running good ads and it's not exciting but it is essential. And that's a simple one, is to make sure you're keeping up to date with Facebook policies on what is and isn't allowed. Now there are changes happening to terms and conditions and T's and C's and ads all the time. That's not unusual, they update things regularly, probably daily. Um, So make sure you're also keeping up to date with latest updates. By doing that, you're minimising the risks of ads being rejected for avoidable reasons. And just as an aside to add to that, ad rejections can happen accidentally because of sometimes an over-enthusiastic AI system um, that just automatically rejects things because they don't quite fit a policy or because they flag up something that is usually uh, breaking the terms and conditions. But I find if you keep up to date on what is and isn't allowed in the policies, usually you've got a much better chance of having any ad appeal, uh, a review of a rejected ad turned in your favour. So when ads are breaking the Facebook ad policy quite often, it's simply a case of not understanding what you can and can't do in ads. And there's, a, there's an important purpose behind doing all of that. If your account is getting ads rejected on a regular basis, it's not good for the reputation of your ad account. If your ad account is seen to be lower quality because of multiple ad rejections or breaches of rules, etc, it can adverse uh, h- how you can advertise. You can have ad accounts closed down, for example. So, play by the rules and that will help keep you out of trouble. And then if when it might happen that an ad is rejected just because of an over-enthusiastic AI system you have a much better chance of just getting that review overturned um, simpler and easier. Now if you want to look at all the ad policies you can find them online at facebook.com slash policies slash ads but essentially what I'm saying in this tip is just play by the rules and try to keep out of trouble. Um, I'm often asked how to stop ads being rejected. So asked if there's particular words you shouldn't use. uh, Tips for getting images through approval. For example, things for a photographer. How much skin can I show in an image? Is it okay to show a bare shoulder? What not isn't it isn't allowed, etc. Again, we're going to cover much of that in future podcast episodes. So hopefully that'll be of interest to you. But there are lots of things you can do to help avoid your ads being rejected. And again... They'll come in future episodes. So for now, that's two simple and smarter tips to help you with your Facebook ads. And just a final recap for you. That first tip was just making use of the data that Facebook already has been gathering via the Facebook pixel when it comes to creating audiences and targeting potential customers. Use the data that it already knows about you and your traffic to give you that advantage in the beginning. And the second tip is to pay attention to those Facebook ad policies so you don't accidentally fall on the wrong side of the rules and jeopardize your ad account through unnecessary ad rejections. I hope you found those both helpful and I hope uh, to, to see you on future episodes. Thanks and bye for now. I hope you found today's episode useful and um, Get in touch and let me know what you'd like to learn more of. I'd love to hear more from you. In future episodes, we'll be covering more on Facebook ads, on Pinterest marketing, on email marketing um, and lots more to help you get smarter with your online marketing. Thanks, take care and bye for now. You've just been listening to the Smarter Online Marketing Podcast with Alison Christie. If you've enjoyed listening, I'd really appreciate your review. And don't forget to head over to alisonchristie.com for lots more tips, free content and downloads to help you get smarter with your online marketing. And don't forget to subscribe for weekly updates. <laughs>